Welcome to the Video Gamer Podcast, episode 246. My name is Colin Mahern, and with me this week, asterisk, it's Alice Bell. Hello. And beep, asterisk, it's the one and only back where he belongs, sitting to my right. Where the hell were you? It's Rich Walker. I'm so sorry I've been away so long, but I'm back. You folks listening, you should have seen their reunion when they came beautiful. back from the break. It was it was, it was emotional, yeah. It was you, emotional. You, you, I forgot, Rich, you'd booked holidays yeah. at the start of the year. Yeah, two whole weeks. I was going, where the I'm fuck so sorry. is Rich? <laughs> Work was such a slog without you. Well, now it's a joy. It's it a like breezy, a notebook. lovely joy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Except without the rain. Um, so, obviously, um, the, the opening bit is a reference to Cyberpunk 2077's tweet, mm. which, yeah, in, I think it just... It, they tweeted that like right almost right away after we recorded the podcast and uh i didn't put this in the news because it's yeah, yeah. it's like whatever but yeah apparently it will be shown off at e3 a, a demo yeah. scenario there are two sources have spoken to a website saying there's going to be a playable demo but the fact that the twitter woke up however briefly after like 4 years or something not saying anything we indicate yeah. that something is Brewing, happening, mm, mm. like generally, even if it's just an intern fucking about. But uh, it would be wonderful if it was. Yeah, wouldn't it? <laughs> Social media manager gone cracked. We don't hear anything for another four years. Yeah, we hear boop four years later. <laughs> On to the news this week, and we start off like initially. I was thinking it was going to be Dark Souls remastered and the mini Nintendo Switch Direct thing, but. Mm. Uh, only was that it was yesterday, wasn't it? it was over this, the weekend. Over the weekend, that three French outlets, Le Monde, Canard, Canard, PC, and Mediapart, ran stories on the uh, the culture, the studio culture mm. at Quantic Dream. Now, Quantic Dream, if you're unaware, are the developer behind Beyond, Beyond Two Souls, Heavy Rain, Fahrenheit. Uh, what was the one before Fahrenheit? Can't remember it. Um, uh, no uh, one can. No, no one knows. Uh, Nomad Soul. Yeah, Dave yeah, Bowie in it. Omi- yeah, Omicron, right? Yeah, Omicron. Yeah, yeah. Was that the one? That was the one with Bowie, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, yeah. yeah. And his and his uh, previous wife Iman was in it as well. Mm, really? Yeah, oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. <laughs> little fact there. Uh, but yeah, Quantic Dream uh, apparently don't have the best of studio cultures. Well, according to these reports, because Quantic Dream have denied these accusations, but we're jumping ahead. So, um. David Cage and Guillaume de Fondemier, I'm going with, Very nice. uh, yeah, they have denied these accusations by these uh, by these outlets, which describe the culture as toxic. Uh, there was a big report about um, there being uh, photoshopped images of, I believe it was Quantic Dream like staffers yeah. Yeah. in either compromising situations or. With like that was what like someone was photoshopped onto a picture of Hitler. Yes, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think there was a picture of uh, porn with people's faces photoshopped on. There were probably hundreds of these dating back, literally years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they said like something like six hundred, like dating back yeah. to twenty thirteen, and some of them were displayed in open areas within the office, mm. which seems there was a weird. One, wonderful bit because obviously these uh, reports were written in French, mm. uh, so there are various translations. Uh, from different outlets, um, 
Uh, there are a few different write-ups, but uh, it, I think at one point, Le Mans, so Le Mans did this report based on uh, interviewing previous employees, uh, I think 15 ex-staff from <laughs> Quantic Dream, and then put these mm. um, comments to David Cage to give him a chance to respond. And there was one amazing bit in the report where it said like you know uh, david cage said it wasn't a schoolboy atmosphere and then like on the whiteboard behind him as he oh, as he said this was a drawing of a dick with farting balls oh wow that's amazing mm, it's a bit of a contradiction yeah there. right I, I like this little so i've just learned this reading it cage is said to he is referred to in house as daddy god and sun king yeah what what is now, that upon reading that i thought that that's surely a joke. That can't yeah. be well, apparently real. Apparently it's ironic, but actually done. <laughs> yeah. Um, according to these... Ag- again, according to these reports, because uh, Defond de Mier said uh, it's absolutely false. None of this happened at... Uh, at any evening event. Oh, oh sorry, that that is in reference. I should... Uh, yeah, I should clarify. That is in reference to him making advances uh, mm. on uh, staff at yeah. Quantic Dream. Like for- forcing kisses or something, right? Uh, it's so uh, in France, it's a common greeting to do the kind of air, yeah. mwah, mwah. air kisses almost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, convention, especially in professional circles, is to do cheek to cheek. And uh, people said that he did kind of lip to face, which is a kind of. Yeah, it's not cool, is it? Professional intimacy. Mm. Um, yeah, there was also, like, as kind of, I think one of you even said, like, there was just. Uh, mentions of uh, racism, homophobia. Mm-hmm. Um, so upon these reports, I think it was maybe a, a day or so afterwards, Quantic Dream released a statement saying, we categorically deny all these allegations. Quantic Dream filed a complaint several months ago and further complaints will follow. We invite interested parties to re- read the response of our employee representative and health and security committee to questions submitted by the journalists prior to pro- publication. Inappropriate conduct or practices have no place at Quantic Dream. There, wa- Where did David Cage say this? This was in Le Monde, I this believe. Was, so the, right, so okay. they said, you know... There are these allegations of, you know, racism, racism and homophobia. sexism, homophobia. And he essentially said, like, some of my best friends are black and gay. Basically, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Cage said, you want to talk about homophobia? I work with Ellen Page, who fights for LGBT rights. You want to talk about racism? I work with Jesse Williams, who fights for civil rights in the USA. Judge me by my work. Now, someone... I'd love to give him credit, but I can't, can't remember who it was. I think I saw this. Uh, like, pointed out that Ellen Page worked with, I hope I'm getting my timelines right, Ellen Page worked with uh, Quantic Dream and Beyond Two Souls in 2012. Yeah. She came out as gay in 2013. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jesse Williams, when he was employed by Quantic Dream for, uh, what, Christ, what's the new game called again? Detroit. Detroit. He wasn't as active, I suppose, in, uh, I suppose, in civil rights when he was when he was working there, so like it, it seems like he's kind of David Cage is retroactively yeah, yeah. Uh, kind I mean, of going like oh look at the things I've done yeah unless Ellen Page confided in him perhaps you know, but this seems unlikely it she seems also unlikely, um, yeah. she explored apparently taking legal action against Quantic mm. Dream because she the character she played in Remember Me there's a shower scene because there always is now in David Cage's games and beyond and yeah and beyond where her character's in the shower and you don't see anything but nevertheless they made a full nude model of her character I was going to say yeah mm-hmm. with that, her, that came with out, her face on it because they woke up her face and she, yeah. she was like that's not on 
Yeah. Now, like, I, I listen. I've been on this um, this podcast before, and and like videos <laughs> and all that stuff. And I have said I enjoy Quantic Dreams mm-hmm. games. Yep. Um yep. But when there's like just thing after thing after thing, it does get harder and harder to go. Like, yeah, I don't, I don't yeah, know, I like, know. Like, but yeah, well, yeah. every game does have a shower scene, doesn't it? Fahrenheit and fairly sure had an awkward nudie scene. Fahrenheit had a nude scene. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Heavy Rain definitely Heavy Rain did. Had the, 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 the dream, dream, well, dream, dream assault. Yeah. 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 And, and beyond, well, yeah, we've just said so. Um, Detroit's probably got some sexy robot shower. But like, whatever about the actual games, like the actual working culture is a, mm. a, a far different thing, you know, like these are, these are real people. And there was, I think there was something yeah. else in the report about David Cage enforcing working hours saying you know yeah i think there was a kind of like people were for crunch on stuff like heavy rain people were made aware that they were the management would be taking notice of who was staying late and who wasn't kind of thing Mm. uh and crunch is uh, apparently very common in big studios these days so it doesn't make it okay no you know and yeah it's uh it'll be interesting to see if this has any effect on how I mean, apparently there's an investigation potentially being launched by the French. So I can't remember because I only read about it just before we came down. But hmm. it's potentially going to be investigated by a French body of yeah some description. But either I, way, it doesn't. I mean, sound they, they, good, they, they, like listen, this isn't the first time like we've seen something like this. Like when I saw this story break, I was instantly reminded of like say Team Bondi. Uh, with yeah, the war yeah, yeah. and like oh there's m- many instances like that again I'm not saying Jesus Christ there there has been many so like surely you w- you would hope mm. the industry would learn from previous mistakes and yeah. yet but yeah, yeah. it would be interesting to see if this has any because there's there are different sort of layers of interest in games right and you're like and many consumers don't they play, they buy and play the games, but they were, they're not like taking an interest in the news of course, or like. That's like, mm. like say, yeah, any like your average maybe film viewer yeah, or whatever. Exactly, that they, like, they, they don't care how the film was made. Mm. They're just mm. going to enjoy Guardians of the Galaxy yeah. on the big screen. So, uh, yeah, that doesn't sound good, does it? No, no, it doesn't. To do a complete 180, mm-hmm. do you know what does sound good? I, I don't know. Is it as you flick the page to figure out what the next thing is? <laughs> is it the news of Dark Souls remastered for Nintendo Switch, Xbox One, and PlayStation Four? That's exactly, and I think PC as well, right? Uh, I I can't remember. I don't ask me questions. I don't know the answers to Rich. <laughs> uh, yeah, Dark Souls remastered headlined the mini Nintendo Direct that we got during the week. Um, the 2011 game that came out on PlayStation 3 and Xbox 360 back in the day. 2011. Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll be coming to the Switch uh, with the Artorius of the Abyss DLC. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, is, is also going to be remastered for PlayStation 4 and Xbox One, as you say, Rich. Yeah, uh, with Xbox One X and PS4 Pro support as well, I believe. 4K, 60 frames and all that shit. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Like, th- this is the original Dark Souls. Yeah. Uh, I don't know, I do... How much pre- was it? Which Dark Souls? Dark Souls Three is the one that you have previous with. Well, I I I played uh, the other ones as well to get a feel for it before I got before I started working at Video Gamer. And then I, one of my first jobs when I joined Video Gamer was to do the guides for Dark Souls Three, and I've never never forgiven anyone. <laughs> so involved. I'm guessing you won't be looking forward to taking Dark Souls on the go. No, and you know what else we're looking forward to. So there'll be people playing Dark Souls for the first time, obviously. 
uh, and I'm not looking forward to the people that have played Dark Souls before going on about the frame rate <laughs> affecting how the hitboxes and the fucking avoiding the enemy, all that shit. I'm not looking forward to any of it. Do you know what I think will be brilliant though? Is if you see someone on the train playing on their Switch, like losing it. Going fucking hell, throwing their Joy-Con yeah, across the train carriage, that kind of thing. <laughs> that is, yeah, yeah. You know, it's like, I just can't, I'm sorry, because I know a lot of people really like Dark Souls very vehemently, and mm-hmm. I'm, ve- I'm sorry if you like Dark Souls, but I just can't. I just can't. And I like, I love all the like weird lore and the way that like, mm. uh, fucking the item description on a dagger <laughs> that you can pick up in one specific bit of the castle actually reveals a huge piece of the puzzle about what the fuck is happening in it. Mm. That's fine. I like all that stuff. I just hate the rest of the game. Cool. Um, <laughs> so you're what, excited what, then? <laughs> what you might be looking forward to uh, is a couple of other announcements. Uh, that happened at the Nintendo Direct. Uh, because in f- in about 15 minutes, they fit in quite a lot. Donkey Kong Tropical Freeze is coming to the Switch uh, on the 4th of May. Mario and Rabbids Kingdom Battle is getting a new character to add to your party in the form of Donkey Kong, which adds a new world as well this spring. There's a new uh, update for Super Mario Odyssey where uh, Luigi is added. It's it's a, I think it's Luigi's Balloon World is the name of this mode where... You hide balloons for people to find, or you find balloons, you know. Sounds very wholesome. Uh, very very <laughs> wholesome. And also three new outfits as well for Mario. Uh, Mario Tennis Aces is out this spring, and the first Mario Tennis game since the one on the Game Boy Advance to have a story mode. Ooh. Now, the last Mario Tennis game was out on, uh, was that the Wii U? It was, I'm sure. What was it called? I can't remember. It was very boring. So hopefully this one will be a little bit more exciting. Hyrule Warriors Ultimate Edition, uh, which includes all the DLC, uh, is out as well this spring. The World Ends With You is coming to the Switch. Payday 2 is out in February. Uh, Fee, the, uh, the platform from be, EA. I, th- I was thinking about that. I think it might mm-hmm. be pronounced Fay. I think. What, like Santa Fe? Yeah, I think so. Or Faye from Steps. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. because she's involved, Um, I believe. uh, She is her, Claire, and H, and Lee, and... Why do you know the names? I don't know. Um, Faye, Claire, H, Lee... No, nah, I'm sorry. I thought that was something after that. Which Agent there, Lee were the lads, right? And then yes, was it? Was there not only five of them? The four. Were, but I've named four. Yeah. Yeah, I thought there were four. Faye, thought, Faye and Claire, and Tina. No, Lisa. Tina. We can't remember. Is the other Lisa? Step. Yeah, I think, I think you're it's right, Lisa. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well done, everyone. Glad we cleared that up. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if they'll ever resurrect their careers. <laughs> they tried. Uh, they tried a while back, know. but it didn't entirely like work out. See the lad from uh, S Club selling his Brit Award. I did on eBay for like He's seventy getting... grand. Yeah, oh yeah. shit! Fair play to him. Seventy grand. <laughs> Who? What, why, why? Why would you buy a Brit Award that isn't yours? Yes, I know. Yeah. <laughs> Um, right. it's, it's, it is peculiar uh, but see the important word in that little bit that I said was resurrected uh, because the Prince of Persia creator um, Jordan Mechner he was speaking with Chrissy Teigen 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 who I believe is a model stroke television personality I oh, think oh doesn't she do some lip sync battle yeah. nonsense I think yeah 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 I, I, I know that uh, so she lip sync battle nonsense the kids like these days yeah 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 um, have you ever watched it it's I fucking have, yeah. bad telly. It's rubbish. It's, yeah. The American version yeah. is better. Oh, it's bad telly. The UK it's version like, and the US version are equally terrible. I think, yeah, yeah. No, it's amazing the disparity between 
celebrity mm. on yeah. the UK version <laughs> True, yeah. and the American one. Bobby Davro. <laughs> <laughs> Lip syncing to I don't know. Yeah, Bobby Devil, yeah. and then the American one has fucking Ryan the Rock or something. Channing yeah. Tatum. Yeah. 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 yeah, and you're going, oh, it's something strange here. I don't know who I like best: Channing Tatum, Davro. <laughs> Both very good. Uh, but yeah, Chrissy Teigen, Teigen, Teigen was uh, speaking about Prince of Persia on Twitter, and um, you know, kind of I suppose looking for more of it. And Mechner said, uh, replied to her, Chrissy, I know a few other people who feel the same way. We're doing our best to make it happen. Mm. Which is interesting. Does Mechner does he have much to do with the franchise these days? Because right. it's, it's a Ubisoft thing, right? And as far as I know, he's not. It's, he's linked, not yeah, connected. I, I, I mean, I don't know. Honestly, there's kind of pitches involved. Uh, mm. But yeah, the last Prince of Persia was The Forgotten Sands, which was out in 2010. That wasn't a terrible game. It was okay. Wasn't it? See, I, yeah. I have no history with Prince of Persia, but no. I thought for some reason I had it in my head that the two of you do. Sands of Time's great. Uh, then he went all emo, didn't he, for a couple of follow-ups. I oh, played, was I it played Devil the one Within after. or something? What the was that called? War- Warrior Within, Within, wasn't it? Yeah. I-, I think that one was alright, and then the one after, I can't remember. I didn't bother. I'd had enough by then. <laughs> yeah. So you, <laughs> yeah. you're not, not looking for more, basically? Well, no, I mean, I think on current consoles, it could be interesting. I think it could look very pretty, very uh, cool. Could be some good mechanics there. Mm, timey, yeah. timey stuff. More timey, timey rewindy. Bits and bobs. More time you rewind your stuff. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm be up interesting. For that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, would you like more Devil May Cry, Rich? I know you yes. don't, don't want more Prince of Persia, but you might want more Devil May Cry. I love Devil May Cry. Perhaps. I've played all of them. <laughs> wow, you are Devil yeah. May Cry super fan, I aren't am, you? Yeah. We're so lucky yeah. to be in your presence. Well, yeah, you know. Uh, so, yeah, the, uh, well, I was going to say one of the worst kept secrets. Like it, it seems like one of the worst kept secrets anyway. There, there hasn't been confirmation that... D- DMC2 stroke Devil May Cry yeah. 5 stroke whatever uh, is in development but it f- feels like yeah. we're heading that direction am I the only one who wants really wants DMC2 and not Devil May Cry 5 that, that, that is what want I want DMC2, yeah. people That's, complain about oh it's not the character's not the same I don't I don't care That's the, the game that, is awesome that, that is that is the Devil May Cry that I want fucking, I want Ninja yeah. Theory to develop yeah. DMC too Let's fucking Me play too. DMC on Friday I'd love to it's, it's gen- I, I think it's a fucking just an absolutely phenomenal well, game the, uh, the, the boss edition, battles are exceptional mm. it's just it's, uh, I don't know I don't know but yeah, it's great. Hideki Kamiya uh, he was uh, on Twitter speaking about a potential Devil May Cry 5 mm-hmm. uh, who I should say if I if I didn't. Uh the series creator and obviously man behind yeah. Resident Evil and all that. Uh he said that the next Devil May Cry uh where's the quote here? He, uh, he said instead of being an anime style hack and slash, uh maybe Capcom will turn DMC5 into a realistic cinematic action game. People have misconstrued this basically saying that that's what he wants when really he was just sort of speculating about what they could do or what they might do so now everyone's been on his ass on twitter i've well, been keeping is. an eye on his timeline and he's been blocking like crazy and telling people to more fuck so than off, usual left right and center yeah yeah i've said this before but i'm still yeah. blocked by cameo yeah i don't know and why you and you you're, I have you don't no know why. idea why because i'm fairly sure i never tweeted like it must be some the sort first of time i tried to look him up on twitter i was already blocked that's bizarre. And I'm because he said previously that he doesn't block cute girls, so fuck you. I wonder if I'm blocked. I've not checked. I guess not because I still see his feed. <laughs> that means I'm not uh, blocked. Don't fucking rub it in, yeah. Sorry, sorry. That means you're not blocked. Yeah. Does he follow you? Maybe he does. Uh, no, he doesn't. No, I've interviewed him once. But, so um, someone yeah. who is 
prepared to be blocked by Cameo, ask Cameo why he's blocked me. Okay, sure. Uh, no. <laughs> no. No, no, I wasn't specifically saying, I'm saying anyone so, listening so, to this yeah, who's yeah, prepared yeah. to be blocked by he him. He doesn't mind, yeah. Yeah, uh, that's, that's, yeah, good, yeah. Request. <laughs> do that. Do that. Yeah, do, do that. Awesome Games Done Quick has set a new record after raising... $2,263,508.19 of your US, God bless America, Donald Trump mm-hmm. cents uh, for Prevent Cancer Foundation. Um, so right. Awesome Games Done Quick is um, speedruns, basically, uh, mm. over a weekend. Was that last weekend? It was, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, if, you, if you're... Like fair play to everyone involved, and if you're interested, some of it is fascinating because I always find speedruns fascinating because it's like uh, you're you are so much more skillful at this specific game than I would ever even hope to be. Even if I practiced every day I, of my life, yeah, it's just yeah. I, I, I couldn't do it. So much better at they're, they're so much better at these games than I will ever be at anything yeah. in they my know, life. They know like, every little exploit and shortcut. I, and I love seeing pres- the exploit, and they're yeah. just chatting away, and it's like, yeah, and if you flick the yeah. analog stick here, this happens. <laughs> and they, they have they have different names as well for different exploits based on different yeah. things, and and like the Bloodborne, uh, all bosses run by a guy called Jesus here's toast is really good because he's just casual like while he's doing it he's saying like okay we're going to do three hits here uh, he's going to hopefully back away and like just he knows how many hits it will take mm-hmm. oh, man. and how many like each how much time he has for each one it's so so good I'm into speed running now I'm going to start oh, yeah. It. yeah it is it is uh, compelling to watch oh yeah it's, it, yeah, it, yeah. It, it, like I suppose I <laughs> I get into speed running in the way I get into um, like synchronized swimming when the Olympics is on, yeah, and then when the Olympics is over, then it's like that's, yeah, that's, yeah, that's yeah. me done for another four years. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it, it is fascinating when they can mm. they know every single tell, uh, they know yeah. every animation, every mm-hmm. pixel, they know every breath that the enemy takes. They've got it down to like an art. It's amazing. You don't uh, every reach, breath. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They, they oh, know sorry, every sorry. breath that the yeah, enemy yeah. takes. It's like they're walking on the moon, isn't it? it? Isn't it just? Yeah, it's, like, it's like I mean, maybe every little so- thing they do is just magic. <laughs> Maybe some of them are called Roxanne. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> keep doing no. Keep keep going. Uh, I was all the keep going. songs. Let me see. Shit, I'm struggling. Um, they can't bad, stand yeah. losing. That's one, right? Very, that's pretty yeah, good. Yeah, yeah um, fields of corn. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That, I think that. I think it's, we've run yeah, out. Yeah, now. I think we, I think we've done quite well. Yeah. Um, Sting. Singer of the police mm. and of solo artist Sting. Like we've got written here, and tantric sex haver. Yeah, yeah. He, <laughs> that's he, he was an Alice Bell line. That's good. Uh, I like he it. was. I think he he introduced a lot of people to the Kama Sutra. Mm. Um, the poor bastard. He mentioned it like once in the nineties, and it's never <laughs> no, left that's him. It now. Yep. Everyone's like Sting, like sex, Sting, like sex. <laughs> Sting and Trudy Style are fucking at it for hours. Yeah. Uh, this is mad. Sting is going to be voicing a character in an independent video game. Yeah. Uh, Where the Water Tastes Like Wine uh, is the name of said game. And it's based on North American folklore. Uh, and uh, I, I believe it's sort of different chapters of characters over time, I think. I, I think Sting is one of those. Um, but yeah, he's, uh, he's joining a cast of... Um, Dave Fennoy, who was Lee mm. in The Walking Dead, uh, and other other notable video game uh, voice actors, but it's just, I why I I, I just done voice I, work before. Is that a Sting, has he? Yeah, Simpsons. 
when Bart gets stuck down the well. <laughs> so, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Sting, um, he did comment on this. He said, where the water tastes like wine is a unique storytelling experience. I'm happy to be part of this visionary collaboration. I'm no, hoping for an impression. Though. No, if I wonder if Sting said that. Does, I mean, listen, I, 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 I trust sa- that he said it. Yeah. That is one of the ones where I'm always sort of tempted to email back and, and, and say like, hi, <laughs> hi, PR, can you just confirm for me that those words actually came out of Sting's mm-hmm. actual mouth? Yeah, yeah. Like, Rather than Sting's PA going, yeah, say whatever, it's fine. Because it's always <laughs> just, like, it's always like, I'm, can you? I'm really, said, yeah. I really enjoy Rock Band. <laughs> it's very good. Said Kanye <laughs> of the collaboration, I love the synergy that myself and Ubisoft have. Like... <laughs> I think it's a great business proposition and I'm looking forward to the future (laughs) ahead. Um, It's, uh, yeah, but all all the best to to Sting and I hope that this this, uh, is a launching pad for a a career in in voice acting. Yeah. Because, like, you know, it's it's all right to come to something late. Like, you you can can wait a little while longer Hmm. to launch your... Doesn't, doesn't product, matter. which in this case is his voice. Now, Capcom's product, which is launching late, is Monster Hunter World. But cool your jets. When I say launching late, mm-hmm. I'm, of course, speaking specifically about the PC version. So we've, we've known this since, I don't know, we've known this for like two weeks or so. Uh, but speaking with Games Radar, the producer, Ryozo Sujimoto, uh, said that the reason for this is because that this is uh, the team's first PC game. So they want to make sure everything is proper and correct. Uh, Sujimoto said, for the main Monster Hunter game, this is our first PC title and it's something we want to make sure we get right. So rather than have it taking up resources during the console development and not it... And not and it not being able to have our full attention on it, uh, we want to get console out the door, and then we're going to take some extra time and try and get the PC version as good as possible, which I think is a fair fair way to do it. Yeah. Um. I, there's no release date on Monster Hunter World on PC yet. It's autumn, the it's right? the autumn they mm. have they have touted. Mm. I think it's good because there's been so many rushed out fucked up PC releases haven't they like um, I don't know Arkham Knight springs to mind that was a holy mother of god <laughs> I forgot about yeah, that yeah because uh, guess where Colin Mahorn bought Arkham Knight PC exactly oh how yeah. bad was it very well there we go then uh, yeah it was eh, I mean maybe I'm gonna it it was patched and yeah. it got a little bit better but my god it took a while really and it was it was quite rough to be fair so yeah um, good they're taking their time then mm. yeah yeah, exactly. Uh, incidental, actually, you mentioned Arkham Knight. Uh, the studio, the Warner Brothers affiliate studio, Rocksteady, that did all the Batman games, recently uh, advertised a shitload of jobs. I say shitload, but like a good enough chunk of jobs mm. uh, all around sort of two-year contracts that would indicate perhaps they're gearing up work on a new game. Although, like, the one trick that we do, listeners, peek behind the curtain, is if a studio starts advertising jobs you trawl through the job advertisements to see if there's anything on there like must have good working knowledge of dc superheroes yeah, yeah. or something <laughs> uh, but they, they didn't say anything, anything like that there's nothing no, on no. there to indicate like sadly not Damn. yeah but uh keep an eye on that mm, yeah. perhaps on to what we've been playing this week and it is it's quite nice, you see. I see I put the Monster Hunter story there at the end. And I'm sorry I ruined that. So that then Alice could talk about Batman and then we could go <laughs> circle back around to Monster Hunter again. 
See, it's, it's, it's beautiful. I love it's it when a plan love it when a plan comes together. Yeah. So Rich Walker and Dallas Bell, the two of mm. you recently had a decent amount of time with a preview build of Monster Hunter yeah. World. Mm. I yeah. am a, a Monster Hunter a person that has never yeah. played Monster. We, I'm a Monster Hunter person too, right? waiting. I don't think we. I I mm. I played a little bit of Monster Hunter Three on the Wii at a preview event a long time ago. People have consistently been mad for Monster Hunter. Mm. Visibly yeah, mad yeah. for Monster Hunter in like all my social media feeds for years. And I just oh, yeah. never got never got into it. Well, this feels like it's the first kind of high-profile, big console release for Monster Hunter. There's probably others. I think it's, it, to be honest, I think but it's I expertly placed on the calendar as well. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It comes out on my birthday. Oh, mm. yay. There Which you go. That's what a lovely that birthday gift. very sarcastic. <laughs> <laughs> no, it wasn't at all. Uh, but I'd like, uh, explain what Monster Hunter is to me, Rich. I, I know nothing about, I'm guessing, right. I'm guessing, right, I'm guessing. Go on. There's a bit of monster hunting in it. You it, are the hunter, you is, hunt the yeah. monsters. It is a game in which you hunt monsters. Right, done. So there's some tracking to be done as well. You track footprints and things. Yeah. Uh, in this one, you band together with um, a group of up to four yeah. and you work together to bring monsters down. And so- there's different ecosystems and biomes and shit and the monsters are kind of suited to their environment and blah 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 mm. oh, okay yeah. uh, alice well, tell me about these biomes and shit well, so the the maps are sort of the biggest standard biggest of areas uh how much bigger than skyrim is it <laughs> I don't know, like each well. each map is five skyrims wow it's not big do we have comments we, sure, we have comments from that. sting that is that is confirmed um <laughs> but they they have different areas so there are uh kind of deserty bits mm-hmm. where uh we ran into this big fucking rocky bastard yeah, that came off. up from and and sort of underground caves and then there's a sort of wetland bit with the kind of amphibious creatures splashing about yeah. uh, and then you go further into the sort of foresty jungly area you find different animals again mm. uh iguanas that explode that kind yeah. of thing um so it is that the way that that all kind of works together is really nice and you see uh you know animals attacking other animals and you see different plants growing in different places that might be useful for different things for you to do um, there's loads of nice little kind of if you're if you're really good at the game, you can do some really cool stuff. So there are seed pods that uh, you can shoot down out of the trees that then you can use as ammo that will stun uh, monsters. In our playthrough that mm. we did, I accidentally got because uh, um, I was hiding behind the tree and I accidentally got the monster to charge into it, and then he got all tangled up in vines. Oh, that was mm. great! That was a really cool moment. Yeah, yeah, I d- yeah. did not mean to do it. No. At all, um, so there's it, that's all kind of cool and fun, and you don't you you don't level up like you don't get new abilities by like choosing them. You can change your abilities and your tactics and stuff depending on the gear you have. So, Rich had like a kind of gun almost, sort of and crossbow I, thingy, yeah, yeah, and I had a big giant axe sword thing. So is it is it purely dependent on skill rather than you know? Yeah, kinda, and also playing to your like strengths. Play, player, so, player skill and player ability. Yeah, so I, basically, my kind of job was to select the right ammo. So, like, if it was an armored beast, I wanted my piercing ammo to do the most damage and to find its weak spots and kind of keep my distance and plug away. While mm. Alice was kind of plowing in yeah. with her big swordy axe thing and just trying to get some big damage on it. Figure out like where its weak points are. Yeah. There's one point where I was like, hit its butt. Yeah, <laughs> it's vulnerable on its butt. 
And then one of the players we were playing with could actually mount the creature and he got up on it and, and he was jumped off a cliff and then landed yeah, on yeah, its back. Landed on its back and he had he had mm. like a sort of jewel bladed kind of staff and he was twirling it and and then there's another one with what was the fourth? Someone had like what a chain gun. Like a chain yeah, big old chain gun. You could gun like thing. set it up and make like a machine gun nest essentially, yeah. but like a crossbow. So it's that's pretty cool, cool that each character has its own kind of weapon and, and abilities. Mm. So that's cool. Um, the, the the only thing is you keep mentioning Mm-hmm. That you're playing in this party of four, mm. yeah. Is that again, like well, I don't know. However, what did you have? Like two uh, hours with it? Yeah, I mean, like, you can... like does it does it seem like do do the monsters scale to the number of players? Does it uh, yes. does it seem oh, okay? Yeah. I know, I, well, to an extent, because they said like a difficulty adjusted for. Even you know. the easy monster took a long time to bring down, right? Yeah. And they always um, retreat once they get weak, so you end up chasing them into off, caves yeah. and stuff. And, it's and pretty cool. It seems like little emergent things can happen. Like we had one monster who was ended up fighting this big dragon in the middle of a cave. Mm. Um, so, yeah, it's, it was interesting. Yeah. Yeah. It was it was it was fun. I can imagine it being fun because we obviously we played in a group of four, uh, but it was a LAN setup. Yeah. So it I don't know you know obviously how the matchmaking would be when it's kind of the global online multiplayer. Mm. But I can also imagine it being fun, just kind of not even necessarily doing the the kind of hunting missions, but just sort of tooling around on your own. You know, being the hunter, the lone mm. hunter, tracking and uh, like you know chasing down. Don't laugh at me. <laughs> Sorry, this is an audio uh, medium, so the, the the listener isn't getting the full effect of whatever the fuck you were doing there. It was very enjoyable. It looked like you were trying to perform the thriller routine, Michael Jackson's thriller. I'm not entirely that, that sure what was happening there. But how, like, as the two of you are new I to the no series... I get no respect. I get no respect. As the two of you are new to the series, did it seem... Inviting? What? What? Are, what are these? Mm. What are, is, is scout flies? They seem like yeah. yeah. You you follow scout flies from clue to clue, and it, you ultimately find the monster. But one thing I did find a little hard to get to grips with, and I'm sure you probably didn't have this problem. You you have to pull the trigger first bef- to sort of draw your weapon. I kept forgetting to do that, mm. so I'd go to aim, and it would do something else, and I'd be like, ah, okay. I, I think it, the. It's not necessarily that they're kind of bad controls, but they're slightly different from what you might yeah. expect having played like shooters and stuff. Yeah. Mm. So, but I, I'm sure if if you're a veteran of Monster Hunter, you'll have no problem. Mm-hmm. So, it, like, has it has it made believers out of the two of you? I, yeah, I like I, it. Yeah, I, quite I, a few since. Yeah, well. I, yeah. I I really enjoyed it. But my mm. concern would be that it's kind of it feels like maybe one of those games that you play as a hobby. That you that you're kind of like when you go home at night you're like I'm gonna play more Monster Hunter yeah mm. to kind of keep up with playing Monster Hunter and I I just don't know if I have the the time the lifestyle for that mm-hmm. at the moment it it sounds very interesting and again as I say I think they've mm. they're they're launching it at a, at a very clever time when there isn't yeah. an awful lot around it you've Dragon Ball Fighters I suppose but yeah someday right yeah mm. um like I think they're going for Two different audiences, yeah. I suppose. Because, um, uh, yeah, like, I, I don't think they're going to be fracturing. Um, are, are you trying, is this a I, I don't. <laughs> no, of course not. No, this is all natural. I don't think they're going to be, like, fracturing an audience and 
maybe taking. I think they'll fines. both survive. Do you think they'll, so? They'll both get yeah. by. Yeah, and like, like they're not, they're not going to, uh, <laughs> they're not going to take like a really solid yeah, audience yeah. and like yeah. split it solid into like this, sort of metal. Solid like solid like metal. Are we are we fucking doing this in the what we've been playing now as well? Is this, is this going to leak? Into uh, do the, I not always? I thought I did. Yeah. <laughs> See if you can do it on the questions this week as well. Uh, I will. <laughs> um, but Rich. You yeah. have been well. You, I, I should correct myself. Not, you have been playing like Monster Hunter. You mm. had uh, time with Metal Gear Survive, a preview build of that. I did, yeah. And uh, initially, I thought it was kind of cool. It's got a lot of good ideas. Um, obviously, it plays well because it uses the Metal Gear Solid Five engine and the same gameplay mechanics. But it is a real kind of pure survival game, and it's a little bit on the hardcore side for me. Hmm. Um, almost like a roguelike. It's really punishing. Um, so I found it a bit of a slog. Can you explain what Metal Gear Survive is to me? Because yeah. I, I see screenshots and I see trailers and I get this impression of like a, I don't know, a multiplayer zombie shooter there's a multiplayer component, but there's a single player story. So I played... A lot of the single player story. So you you start in a base camp. You've got to go and kill uh, animals for food. You have to cook meat and stuff back at base. You have to get yourself clean drinking water, and you've got constant hunger and thirst uh, percentage stats to keep your eye on the whole time. And if that stat gets reduced, it reduces your health and stamina limits. So when you're running around, you get fatigued very quick. You're constantly hungry and thirsty. You, it's, your character's very high maintenance, <laughs> which is a problem, I think. So that sounds similar to Snake Eater, the system they introduced there. Well, yeah, there's injuries and stuff as well, like Snake Eater, that you have to patch up. So you can be bleeding, you've got to kind of uh, suture the wound or whatever. Um, but you've got to find the resources and stuff to do that. You know, in like Metal Gear, Solid Snake Eater, you'd find the stuff, like bandages and whatever. Mm-hmm. They'd be ready-made bits and bobs. You have to craft everything. So I w- would get into a lot of scrapes in this game and I'd be bleeding and I wouldn't be able to find the shit to stop the bleeding. And when you bleed, there's blood running down the screen. Okay. And it's just, it's irritating. It's like, for fuck's sake, I want to stem this bleeding and stop this trickling blood effect on the screen. Mm. So yeah, it, it's it got some issues that I'm that not happy with currently. I know a lot of people didn't ask for this game as well, but it's not as terrible as everyone might think it is. Well, yeah, obviously, like, wait, just, wait, when it was announced and all that, like people yeah, went yeah. straight, oh my God, what are they yeah. doing, Metal Gear without Kojima? Yeah. Like, it, uh, but then you have another camp that maybe that might be interesting to them. Like, does the story seem more grounded, he says, the, 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 with the no, knowing there are some sort of weird alien zombies yeah. in it? Yeah, the story I've experienced thus far is a load of bobbins. It's nonsense. Um, yeah, I wouldn't play it for the story i'd play it if you want a a challenging survival game it's perhaps a little too challenging for me um i found the enemies pretty tough to deal with but you've got to find the right resources to even craft yourself a gun so by the time i'd finished the demo and i played for about a good three possibly four hours I had a, a bow and arrow was the best I could muster in that time. After, wow. Yeah, okay. yeah. And there's a mission where you have to escort a, a character out of a, an area. Yeah, exactly. They're unconscious. you got to carry them. And it's set in this really enclosed kind of gully. And there's one door out. So you've got to get this character from there to there 
without attracting all these enemies, I found that impossible. That was it for me. I was just like, uh, I, yeah. Because, you know, in Metal Gear, you had soldiers with set patrol routes. They're predictable. Mm-hmm. So you could do stealth and stuff, couldn't you? Because you could be like, well, he's going to be there. I'll, I'll creep up and I'll, yep. you know, do my thing then. You can't do that in this. You can, you can do stealth, but because the zombie characters, the wanderers, as they're called, are so erratic and they're all kind of positioned facing in different directions stealth is really really difficult so you end up in a fight invariably and you don't have the resources and you end up running away and getting tired and yeah so does it yeah. seem more action focused um yeah i would say so i don't think stealth's really much of a viable option unless later mm. on i don't know i mean that's kind of shit it sounds like it might be a long game that you have to really take the time to craft some good gear before it kind of gets interesting um the multiplayer component, anything you earn in that feeds into single player and vice versa. So maybe you should go play a load of co-op because co-op was good fun. It's four players all kind of defending a point and you build up fortifications and fences and stuff. So ho- got, horde mode. Basically, oh, yeah, kind of a horde mode. It's sort of a three-wave horde mode. So it's over quite quickly and you get a shitload of rewards at the end if you're successful. Um, and then you can take them back in single player. So maybe it gets more interesting if you kind of exploit that. Mm. Uh, so the game's always online as well so because it shares that stuff between the, the two modes right yeah, yeah, yeah I don't know man the the jury's out for me but I, I didn't necessarily have the best time playing it that's a, that's a shame it was it was alright mm. yeah listen as like I know like me you are a big Metal Gear Solid yeah, fan yeah. so mm-hmm. like there's always go- whenever there's a new Metal Gear there is always going to be I don't know something in you that's going to be attracted yeah. to it regardless of what the content is, I suppose, even if that that I don't know that love is maybe hidden within you, like it will <laughs> it will come out eventually. Um, which is similar to uh, what's a word, your agenda, Colin? What's your agenda? There's a word in there somewhere. Don't help him. <laughs> uh, I've played Hidden Agenda. Right. Okay. Um, yeah. Hidden Agenda is. Uh, from the folks behind Until Dawn, mm. Supermassive Games. Oh, it's that PlayLink thing, isn't That's it? That's the PlayLink thing, ah. yeah. Oh, is that why you said that you'd got an actual PlayLink game mm-hmm. at the weekend? Yeah, ah. I thought you'd bought, like, That's You or something. <laughs> 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 that's that's going to be on PlayStation Plus for the forever till the do- yeah. end of time. Just it really intrigued me for so mm. long since it came out, and I was like, Do you know what? I'd bite the bullet. It's a little bit cheaper. I think it's nearly half price at the minute, or it was anyway, at least. And I was like, Look, until dawn, whilst I don't think is one of the best games of the last couple of years, is Very one good. of is one of my favorite mm. games. Mm. Like I, I think there is a a distinction between between the two because it does. Yeah. The last third of Until Dawn is maybe a little bit, yeah. Objectively, it's not as good as subjectively. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah, so I was like, look, loved Until Dawn, so Mm -hmm. I'm going to give this a go. And it's easy for someone who doesn't play games. So I brought herself into the equation and said, sit down here now and we'll we'll have a game of this hidden agenda. Yeah. Uh, all, All that you need is to download this hidden agenda app and we become unreal detectives because this is a, a crime story right where a killer by the name what's his name again uh, the trapper killer mm-hmm. uh, it's very saw like shit nickname mate uh, yeah, yeah it is right. quite shit yeah. um, I'd be pissed off if, if I were him <laughs> like, if that was the nickname the, the newspapers gave may- to me maybe you shouldn't trap people then maybe yeah. maybe you should do something you else you not want to be called the trapper you shouldn't have trapped people I want to be called the flayer <laughs> <laughs> 
So the, this killer would have people like tied to a bed or whatever, mm. and when the cops would come, could have called in the tire. They could have uh, <laughs> rope burn. Uh, they like they, I don't know. It would trigger a bomb and it would like kill loads of people. Right. And at the start mm. of the game, the trapper is caught, and then the story goes in a different direction because it's like he's basically claiming that like I'm not the real trapper the trapper is out there oh yeah oh god they all say no, that. no we have to <laughs> yeah. I'd love it if that's how it ended yeah. you just say yeah everyone says that <laughs> lock them up boys sure you're not the real trapper yeah um, yeah and you go from there and you control two characters one detective Becky Marnie don't know why I remember that and uh, prosecuting uh, lawyer uh, I don't know whatever the other one is anyway yeah. right so you, you control these two characters and you do that in the same way uh, like a telltale game or mm. until dawn or whatever you decide what the character says on different occasions via your phone via your phone okay so it's just, just a little cursor that you control on your phone and you like flick it up to a decision right. so that could be like hello Alice fuck <laughs> off Alice whatever Um, and there must always be a majority decision so if there's Five of you playing, there must be three in one option, whatever, uh, right? Okay. So I would imagine it would work better with more people than two. Mm-hmm. I'm a big fan of make, like breaking down those barriers and making games more inviting, I suppose, for people who find yeah. 600 buttons on a controller intimidating. Because it is intimidating if you don't know how to use yeah. a controller. But yeah, with, with this, it's just there's a couple of niggling issues. Like uh, when you're given a decision... Because it's actually not timed, it makes it far worse, I think, because you, you agonize can, you can, over you, you, it. Exactly. You agonize yeah. over it. You have time to think about mm. it. Whereas other decisions then are timed. It's like, why, why is this one timed? This one isn't. And go, when you go to crime scenes, you scan the area for clues. Yeah. And again, that's timed for whatever reason. And if you don't find set clues then the story can go off on a on a separate path. It's like um, mm. in, in Hidden Agenda, they're called Ripple... Is it Ripple Effect or Ripple Event? And they had something similar in Until Dawn No that I... Was it Butterfly? I'm sure it was Butterfly yeah, Effect, yeah, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, I think. Get, yeah. Mm. Uh, but the bad end... The, the issue there is the bad ending is terrible. Like it, I remember like when we played it uh, the first time around, I played a little bit then by myself the second time around... Uh, the ending we got was so abrupt and so it didn't feel complete. It didn't feel like it Everyone's was a complete story. Dead. <laughs> and yeah, and it's I, I made know. all the wrong decisions. <laughs> Fuck the well, the story itself anyway is very cliched, and right. the acting is very, very hammy, which I don't really? think, or at least went until dawn because it was a schlocky it, it uh, teen slasher. Yeah film like Scream I know what you did last summer all those mm. horror films from the late 90s yeah exactly it worked yeah. whereas here I don't know it feels like it's trying to tell a gritty cop story that, and where jars. maybe there's some dirty cops you don't know is there what's going on yeah, yeah. yeah I, I don't think mm. it entirely works I don't think it's terrible I think the idea isn't too bad um, because yeah it's trying to simplify until dawn I think really into just making decisions and Worth a flicking something on your phone Mm, maybe if it comes down yeah. a little bit in price permanently because they do something smart with the app actually you have separate little tabs like you have a log book mm. which you can go into and see like profiles of characters and see what other characters have said to you to as you're trying to get to the bottom of what this crime is I suppose uh, but yeah it's you know it's it's alright I, I don't mind the idea and I, I like the idea generally of Playlink but if you look at the Playlink games that have come out I don't I think in the hidden is it mm, maybe Hidden Agenda might be the best 
Like I didn't think much of that's you. Mm. Uh, what else has there been? Was it like three or four of them? There's been, there's been a few. Be that many. But right. again, I just think having separate apps, there should be like a playlink gap or something. That like, would make more sense. Like I always, um, like even with That's You, which was the first playlink mm. game I played, I felt like you're you're adding barriers to entry with, with yeah. the, the downloading of an app, whereas you compare it to something like Jackbox, Jackbox yeah. where it's just on your, using your browser, go jackbox.tv in your yeah. It's just way, way yeah. simpler. Like, well, I think played, that's what um, you have to do. Played Jackbox at Christmas and just been able to tell your family, no, you don't have to download an app, just go to this website. Yeah. It's so much easier. Because they're like, oh, do I have to download an app? Like, if you were like, yeah, you do, they'd be like, oh, can't be bothered. Mm. So, yeah, I see what you're saying. You were almost a jail sandwich. It's me, Mario. Would you kindly? Let's go bowling. This is my favourite store on the Citadel. War never changes. Every week on the Video Gamer Podcast, I test the gaming knowledge of my colleagues with a simple game called Who Am I? I give five clues to the identity of a video game character, and you, Alice Bell, and you, Rich Walker, must give me the correct answer. All you have to do is say stop, and then give me said answer. Clue number one. My first appearance in a video game came in 1981. 1981. Oh, wow. Clue number two. By 2005, my series had sold 20 million copies of the home edition for a variety of consoles. With Stop. Rich Walker. Pac-Man. Incorrect. Shit. With the most recent being released on, released on Windows Phone in 2013. What? Stop. Stop. Uh, oh, go on. Okay. A Tetris block. <laughs> Incorrect. <laughs> Alice Bell. I was going to say Mario, but it feels too... Incorrect. 81. Clue number three. A musical yeah. a musical duo... Order, please. A musical <laughs> duo wrote a song about me for their album in 1982. Ah. So the year after mm-hmm. the first appearance, a musical duo. Mm-hmm. All the notes. <laughs> uh, stop. Um, Rich Walker. A space invader alien. Incorrect. Clue number four. I have appeared in two pretty recent films and have also popped up in one of the most... Re- uh, what, sorry, excuse me. Uh, I've started, so I'll finish. Uh, I've also popped up in one of the most popular situation comedies of all time. Stop. Alice Bell. Hubert? Incorrect. And clue number five. Originally, my first game was going to be called Highway Crossing Blank. Oh, stop. Rich Walker. Frogger. And this week's winner oh. is Rich Walker. Yes. <laughs> Uh, well done, Rich. Uh, good. Uh, I like. The, I like it. I like the the urgency and the guessing. Oh, you, know, you, you were onto something with the good, arcade. You kept sweet. on going. Yeah, yeah. Uh, to go through the clues, my first appearance in a video game came in 1981. Obviously, Frogger in the arcades. Uh, clue number two: By 2005, my series had sold 20 million copies of the home edition for a variety of consoles. With the most recent being released on Windows Phone in 2013, which, of course, as we all know, is Frogger's Crackout. Mm. That was um, that was a popular one. Uh, clue number three: A musical duo, Buckner and Garcia, wrote a song about me for their album nineteen eighty two. I didn't know that. The Pac Frogger Man, song, Pac Man Fever. Do you know Pac? Do you know Pac Man yeah, Fever? Pac Man Fever. That's not about Frogger though. Is no, it? but <laughs> Pac Man Fever was their album that had like songs about. Oh really? All the air. It was just Pac Man Fever was the Frogger, Frogger, Frogger. <laughs> fro- I love a bit of Frogger. <laughs> Jumping on a logger. <laughs> clue number four. <laughs> I've never your, heard your, that your song. song is bit, well you haven't because you've just made up the song so that's why yeah. you've never heard it before uh, clue number four I have appeared in two pretty recent films Wreck-It Ralph and Pixels oh see that's why I thought with Cubit and have also so you should have watched up, all of Pixels yeah you? and have also <laughs> popped up in one of the most popular situation comedies of all time Seinfeld yeah yeah uh, where there's an episode called The Frogger where George tries to get a frog oh, machine over the road to, yeah, yeah yeah to get it from the, the 
Because yeah. they had his high score still on it. Yeah, exactly. And they put together one, a crack team with the... Mm. Yeah, anyway, yeah, it's, go it's on. And clue number five, originally, my first game was going to be called Highway Crossing Blank, which is, of course, Highway Crossing Frog. Catchy, catchy. Uh, but that idea was thankfully nipped in the bud. Has anyone ever got past level three of Frogger? Ever? Uh, I don't know Have I gotten past level one uh, of Frogger. I'm pretty sure I got to three. I'm not sure. Level three, I think. That's my record. I, although I, I probably... Did you ever play the 3D one? No. Did I, did I, yeah, I've never... Was it never like isometric? Was it kind of... I might. I can't remember. I don't know. Maybe. I th- what? I'm sure it was. I'm sure it looked like dog shit. Anyway, as far yeah, they as they tried to resurrect it a few stars. times. I mean, they tried to. It was like. Do you remember when yeah. they tried to do like a, a, a the fancy pong? Do you remember that? That was on original PlayStation. Oh yeah. <laughs> fancy pong. Oh, fancy pong. That was Amazing. a fucking great. That's what they should have called it too. Yeah. Fancy, been a fancy pong. Yeah. Fancy fancy pong. <laughs> Sounds like Welsh village. <laughs> yeah, fancy fancy pong. <laughs> Questions. I still don't really have an intro bit for the question segment, but I think the word questions, it suffices. Yeah. It's punchy, snappy, and other words that basically mean the same thing. This is the part of the show where, uh, yeah, you send in your questions and mm. we answer them as best as we can, or your comments, or your queries, or your opinions, or whatnot. And you can do that by emailing us at podcast.videogamer.com or b- by replying to our, our tweet on videogamer.com that we send out every Tuesday prior to us recording the podcast. Justin got in touch and uh, Justin said, Hey, peoples, I'm a big-time tabletop gamer, have been for years, but recently I've really discovered some tremendously good video games, many recommended by you fine folks. Oftentimes with tabletop games, there will be overly complex, admin-heavy, fiddly games that beg the question, why wasn't this just a video game? The vehicle by which the art is delivered can massively change the experience, as when the movie is never good as the book, etc. But my question is this, have you played any video game that you really wish had been something else, be it a tabletop game, a film, a book, etc.? etc. And most importantly, why? What makes this sort of experience what makes this sort of experience that's best served up in a video game? Thanks for considering my question. Love your stuff, Justin. Love you, Justin. I don't think I've ever wanted a video game this to be anything Justin. else. Ah. <laughs> Sorry. <It's> poor, poor. <laughs> we need to work on leave, that. Leave it to the pros. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, well, have you have you ever come across a, a video game that you've gone? This would be better as a no, I don't X have. or Y. I'm sure that there must be some that you think like maybe some of the Walking Dead ones. You think this would be better as like a short? Yeah, maybe. Film yeah, or I, something I, like that. I like, think there are like there are definitely examples of um, like yeah, walking simulators mm. or whatnot that may work better as as a film I like where 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 I I think I still think the experience is better served as a game right See, I, you're, I, I, you're I, I, involved with it you're interacting you're even if it's ostensibly not much input from you I still feel like you're participating right whereas in a film you're more passive I don't know mm. that's that's what I think I think I do think like first person works much better for the purposes of a game. You see mm. films trying to do first-person segments like that. Yeah, it doesn't. Yeah. It was a hard, um, how was it? No, I need said Hard Henry, Henry yeah. ha- Hardcore. Hardcore Henry. Henry. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's a bit in Doom, yeah, which is the worst bit of the Doom of film. Doom. And Doom is not a good film. Do you think Doom would um, make a good novel, though? 
I happen to know actually there is a Doom book. <laughs> I think I've got oh, it yeah, somewhere. Yeah, like Assassin's Creed books and stuff as well. Yeah, yeah interestingly, yeah. actually, if you see like, so um, my brother uh, used to work in as an editor in publishing, and he worked for the publisher that did Star Wars, and he mm. was put in charge of Star Wars because like his his boss was like, who here knows anything about Star Wars? <laughs> anything. Um, <laughs> and the first the the book for the Last Jedi. Uh, not the last chapter, for um, Force Awakens. Force Awakens is slightly different to the film because obviously right. the book was written based on scripts that ended up sort ah. of changing a bit. So you can often, if you read the book, yeah. get an idea of how or what kind of changes might have been made yeah. for things based on other properties. That's a really tough question, though. I think I can't think of any examples. Do you? Do you have any thoughts, Colin? Um. <laughs> I don't know, I did earlier, but they've all gone out of my mind now and I can't think of any of them. <laughs> I, like, I don't know, I, I feel like there is... I, I I think to say, like, oh, all walking simulators would be, you know, would be silly, really, mm. because you know, I think you look at something like uh, Edith Finch, which, like, that has to be a game, in my mm. in my opinion. I think that, that most definitely works as a, as a game. But... Like, I don't know, like some people I feel would say something like a spec ops, the spec ops, the line. And I could see maybe mm. where you're coming from. But I also feel like in spec ops, the line, it's important to get a feel of the gameplay to because it's not the most amazing of video games. It's a fine video game, but obviously it is the story that is the, the real kicker. Mm. Yet the almost the ordinariness of the gameplay yeah. makes yeah. the kind of the twists more mm. more punchy. I think you could make like a decent film, for example, out of uh, Gone Home. Yeah, you have yeah, one. Yeah. yeah, what is it? What is it? The original Assassin's Creed. I think that would have made a better film than a game because because, so? because of the rinse and repeat stuff. What like one film rather than three? Yes, because I think because in Assassin, like we that was before we knew all the. Like kind of the the Assassin's Creed mm. tropes, I suppose. Right, and I don't know. I feel like there's a couple of good little twists in in the original Assassin's Creed. Yeah. That if it, like as in if it just came out as yeah as a film, I think it could be something. <laughs> yeah, nice. I figured out that uh, Al Mulan was uh, gonna be a, a bad guy in the end because I was like, so the character he plays has got a, a like American accent. Nal Willem and he's re- has, yeah. has got a really big yeah. beard and, and a quite oh, quite foreign beard's accent. Beard's a dead giveaway. So mm, that's yeah, a dead yeah. giveaway. Evil, yeah. evil. You uh, couldn't collect seven hundred flags in a film, though, or however many was. <laughs> Thank God. Yeah. Uh, Have you guys seen this as a screwed film? No, oh. no, I still haven't seen it. Oh, lads, it's, that's uh, probably. I'd probably do it for for your amusement. I'll turn. I'll turn it into work somehow. There's a whole podcast. Yeah, yeah. Uh, discussing that, I uh, would imagine. Ian asks, <clears throat> "How do you think gaming is perceived amongst the general public? Do you think the majority of gamers care?" No, no. Uh, and I, this is my husband has to remind me of this all the time when I'm like, "Oh, developer said this thing," or like something happened, and or like you know the whole GamerGate thing. My husband's always like, "Yeah, but like very few people outside that sphere care." Mm. or even know that it's happening yeah like the majority of people in the world a lot of people play games but they like i said earlier they may not really interact with games culture i guess actually it bothers me when this stupid stereotype of oh get all games are violent aren't they persists among some people Mm. and oh aren't they like for kids that's another one yeah, I have this debate with my dad because my dad's girlfriend is yeah. it's, it's like American, but like pro gun carrying or something. Oh, it's weird. But like, 
Um, dad's always like, yeah, well, very uh, hypocritical of you when violent mm. video games or the. I'm like, first of all, games don't make people yeah, kill yeah. other people. Guns don't kill ca- rappers. Bollocks. Fuck <laughs> shit. <laughs> Carry on. Fuck it. No one noticed, <laughs> hopefully. No, no, no. no. Um, no. I had to be like, what? <laughs> trying to do a goalie looking Jane thing. Be current with all it's the kids. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. No one will notice. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Carry on, Alice. And uh, yeah, because he's all like, oh, games are violent and they breed violence. And I was like, well, there's no causal link really between no. violence and no. in games and violence in real life. And they're like, actually, there are loads of the. And I had to tell him all this, yeah. all this amazing stuff that happened. Um, mm. Is it Dara Brin does a good joke about how like <coughs> games video, video are like games porn? like porn yeah it's like if you're an adult and you're at like a dinner party if oh, you say yes, oh I really yeah. like video games you get the same reaction as if you went oh I actually watch yeah. a lot of porn because <laughs> yeah, yeah. someone will go oh, really I used to do that when I was younger but I haven't really <laughs> explored it in, in a few years and then yeah, you go yeah. oh mate you should try it it's really yeah. moved on a lot since then <laughs> <laughs> um, Luke Baker asks which game would you like to see getting a remaster I would like to see Ty the Tasmanian Tiger on PS4 I'm going to tie it into this uh, Michael asks if you could have any game re-released for the Switch what would you choose is there any game you want as a re- remastered it's always the same answer for me the Streets of Rage series remaster all them add new shit make them look amazing so how yeah how how do they remaster <coughs> the original Streets of Rage they started doing it didn't they um, was it Grin before they shut down do you remember them the Bionic Commando the developer they remade that uh, they made that Bionic Commando the reboot. No, no, no. The the 3D one, I think. Oh, okay. Yeah. They made a load of games before they went under, like the Wanted game and loads of other shit. But yeah, Wanted I think... had a game? Yeah. Did you ever play that? The... It was... It was... I know, I know. He won Strictly Come Dancing, but I didn't know that they (laughs) won the game. Oh, thank you, thank you very much. Uh, Yeah. So those. Uh, They also did. um, I think some Spanish uh, developer had a go at making a Streets of Rage remake, and Sega kind of nixed it, Mm. got rid of it. I played it though; it's very good. Uh, I I, for a re-release on the Switch, I would say something like a Persona, because I, I I think Persona like. The amount of hours involved, or that it asks of you, I suppose, the time it asks of you, it would benefit from being on a handheld. And I think that's why so many people got into the Persona series via Persona 4 Golden. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I just think it would it would work better. Mm. Um, Adrian asks, Venger in or Venger out? Adrian, you know the answer. It's Venger out. It has been for many, many years. Uh, Ross McMahon asks, Milk, red, blue, or green top? Green. Uh, I'm a green topper myself. Yeah. Always uh, green. I, but my husband is a red topper, so oh we have dear. to have a little red topper. I'm also uh, exploring soy milk. Cause yeah, we are. Cut as down well. on dairy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I would be, I'd be a red top. To be really? Yeah. Because, because the only Might thing I'd drink fucking water, the, mate. The only thing I have milk in is tea. Mm. So it's fine. Like I, I mean, I rarely have cereal, uh, and when I do, the red milk is perfectly fine. No, is, see, see, green's know. perfect. It's right in the middle because yeah. blue is too creamy. It's too, too creamy. Yeah, it's too thick. If you tip it out, sometimes like, listen, you get bits of don't cream. Get on your don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. For taste wise, I would go with the green one. Mm. But like as you said, the red, the, the red one is basically fucking water. So he lads ever yeah. had half and half. I have it in America, no. and I didn't realize what it half? was. It's like half milk, half cream. It's fucking rotten. 
Ooh, oh, that sounds vile. Half milk, half cream. Only in America, yeah. eh? Well, I had, oh, I was, those I, crazy Americans here. I, 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 the opta. I asked for a cup of tea. I got a cup of tea. And then the there was only like little, and I thought it was like UHT milk or whatever, but it was half and half. And, I, and it was fucking horrible. That sounds mm. fucking it's vile. It's just yeah. too, no, no, too no, creamy. It is too Just no, fine. stop it yeah. right now. Uh, and our final yeah. question uh, this was a, a late entry by no two of you frantically looking at the sheet going where's he gone hey humans it's my third date with someone tonight and I want to buy her a little present because she's cool should I do this she likes Game of Thrones a bunch of different bands and reading any ideas love the show ooh nah, flowers okay. and chocolates that's what ladies love I would say don't go too too into expensive with it just yeah. like a little thing, like if she likes bands, you could get like a little a little pin badge from somewhere, like a button badge. That's cute. Or like like nothing massive, because it might be a bit too full. Of, well, I don't know how well it's going. So mm. this, this is it. We're, we're missing a lot of uh, important, vital information. I would personally say don't get her anything. Really? Be- because it's the third date. Yeah. yeah. So I would just go out and have a good time yeah, and then hope that there is when the person sitting behind the camera says do you want to go on another date <laughs> and the two of you go you first no you first the two of you go yes and then you go off in the black camp together yeah yeah so that's that's what I would I understand suggest. that point I think it would, it's fine oh, to so do, do that but I just don't go overboard with it I I, I, I must say as well I did buy Elise flowers for the third date and it worked quite well oh what you could do is if you have like a book at home you think she'd like you could lend her your book that's Mm. that's a good compromise yeah or like a cd don't make a mixtape that's too like 90s but if you've got like a cd of a band or whatever you think she might no fuck that no one has cds anymore but go with book if you've got a book that she got her nice tunes i think the book's a nice idea maybe if you you lend her your book and then she'll have to see you again to give it back if you got onto the subject of reading you could just say oh i've got this in my bag so it could be like it's you didn't. And that's too casual. Too casual, yeah. really. Oh, I definitely think it has to be played casual if it's yeah, been done as well. No, but I, no, no, no. But like, just just saying, like, I have this book as if by chance. Is, yeah, I'll lend is it you. Far too, but like, <laughs> what? But, still the gesture still. Uh, it's but, funny you were talking on uh, social media about <laughs> wanting this book, and hey, yeah. here it is. I just happened to be reading it. But and, uh, but if like if you could say like, oh, I just, last time we, I remember you mentioned you liked this book. I have this by this other author that I think you might like. Hmm. You can have a lend of it. Mm. Yeah. It's a tricky one. It is a tricky it one. It is a tricky one. I yeah, I would personally say have a good time. Just yeah. have have a good date. Yeah. Um Alice says lend her a book. Rich says I don't know. Pretend you carry Well I got I got flowers, like I say, but I mean it's a bit cliche. Uh, so I have I no know. idea how so, to I've been married for five years. I don't know what the kids do. So yeah. we we <laughs> we hope we've uh We've helped you somewhat. Let us know how you get on. Yeah, yeah. do. That yeah. would be great. And if you want to email any sort of relationship questions in, uh, you can do so <laughs> by uh, getting in touch with us via email at podcast at videogamer.com. Uh, or you can, yeah, you can tweet us questions next week. Uh, thank you very much to everyone for listening. And of course, VGBGs and the VGBG VIPs. Uh, who are enjoying VGBG Radio, hopefully, which is our new four-monthly podcast, as well as this Video Gamer podcast, early and extended. Uh, the four-monthly podcasts are one, 
where we just shoot the shit. One on wrestling, one on police procedurals, and one, which is our video gamer game club. This week, it is Wanted Level, our police procedural yes. podcast, where we will be discussing CSI Cyber Season 1, Episode 1, with the gloriously um, brilliant episode title of Kidnapping 2.0. Yes! So, yeah, this is new and improved kidnapping, Rich Walker. Uh, you can also wow. listen and subscribe and all that to our lovely little podcast via all your podcatching apps and iTunes, where you can give us a five-star rating if you so wish. That would be lovely. You can follow us all on Twitter as well. I am at Cullum underscore Hearn. Rich is at RichieW82. Alice is on Twitter at BabyGotBell. And Video Gamers on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and Snapchat at VideoGamerCom. And YouTube, YouTube.com forward slash VideoGamerTV. But for... All of your video game needs. You fucking threw me off, you bollocks. I'm sorry. Fucking prick. I wanted to join in. Yeah. Why don't you do it? Go on. No, 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 no. Go on, go on. For your first one in the new year, go on, yeah. For For all your video game needs, go to videogamer.com. Yep. Keep going. I don't yeah. know why I now said it like a question. No, uh, now and, now, it's time. and now it's time for my least favourite part of the show. Don't do the fucking accent. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying not to slip into it. The part where we bearded the listeners. Adieu. Very good. That was good. Yeah? Yeah. Go on, you do the rest. No, go on. No, go on. I can't remember. So from me, no, Rich Say goodbye. So say goodbye, Colin Mahern. Slong of all. Goodbye, Alice Bell. <laughs> goodbye. And goodbye, Rich Walker. See ya. <laughs> <laughs>